So this is where we were originally on the other side, though. No. Right? No. This is the Renaissance Hotel. Oh, different. Okay. It's yeah. a sunny afternoon, and I'm wandering around downtown Oklahoma City with KGOU listener Gypsy Hogan. Over to Classen. So it was probably more this area down here, don't you think? Yeah, I don't probably. know. But, see, but then tearing up the street up. Of course, they never really said it went up Broadway. We're looking for something. We're looking for an answer to a question Gypsy has that she wants KGOU to help her answer. For years, I've heard stories about. There being underground tunnels where the Chinese lived at the turn of the century in Oklahoma, in downtown Oklahoma City. I don't know if that's really true or not. I'd like to know. This is How Curious from KGOU, exploring the questions you have about the state we call home. I'm Claire Donnelly. Gypsy first heard the legend about the Oklahoma City tunnels when she was a newspaper reporter in the 1970s. I was working at the Daily Oklahoman when I probably first heard about it from somebody, and it just seemed like just unbelievable at the time. And then she says the city started working on a project called the Concourse. That's Con with two N's, named after local business and civic leader Jack Con. The concourse was designed to connect different downtown buildings and parking garages through a network of skywalks and tunnels. There were people talking about, well, you know, I've heard stories that there used to be other tunnels down there that people lived in, that the Chinese lived in them, and uh, I just always had visions of it, but I couldn't really find anyone who'd ever seen them or knew about them. The concourse tunnels were finished in 1974. They still exist today in Oklahoma City's Central Business District. Now they're called the Underground. But the Chinese Underground, that Gypsy kept hearing rumors about, where Chinese immigrants supposedly lived in tunnels under Oklahoma City in the early 1900s. Where are those tunnels? Did they exist? Well, Gypsy's not the only one who heard stories about them. The legend, um, it, depending on who's telling it, is that there were these um, underground tunnels that ran all under the city. That's Larry Johnson. He manages the special collections for Oklahoma City's Metropolitan Library System. He says there are lots of different rumors. Some accounts say the tunnels were along South Robinson and West California Avenues, and along Main Street and Sheridan Avenue. But others say they went all the way up to um, along Classen up to around where Classen High School is and uh, up around by the Gold Dome. Johnson says there were also different ideas about what was happening in the tunnels. There was all kinds of mischief that were going on, opium dens and all kinds of illegal trade. One old newspaper article I found mentions Chinese immigrants gambling underground, also growing bean sprouts and making tofu. There's even a rumor about a subterranean Buddhist temple and an underground cemetery. What people in around the city would do um, throughout the years is they would, for example, they would threaten their children and say, you know, if you're not in by dark, the Chinese are going to grab you and take you into the tunnels and we'll never see you again. The idea of an underground Chinese city has clearly captured a lot of people's imaginations. But are any of these stories true? After hours of wandering around downtown, Gypsy and I can't find any evidence that the tunnels existed. No secret doors, no Chinese characters, not even a plaque commemorating where an underground Chinatown might have been. And then, you know, there's supposedly there were so many stories about all the entrances into it that if they were all true, that you would have just dropped in holes in every sidewalk in town. But I don't know. 
There couldn't have been, and I just don't think there could have been that many because there weren't that many Chinese people in Oklahoma City. We decided we needed more information about Chinese immigration in Oklahoma. So we went to this guy. My name is Xiaobing uh, Li, professor at the Department of History and Geography. Lee has worked at the University of Central Oklahoma for more than 20 years. He spent a lot of time researching the state's Chinese population. According to Lee, the first Chinese immigrants to Oklahoma came from California. He says they originally came to the U.S. hoping to get rich during the gold rush in the mid-1800s. So if you look at the Chinese map, they named San Francisco Shan. That's in Chinese. Translated word by word, Gold Mountain. Lee says the immigrants were mostly young men who came to California to make money. He says some were single guys who wanted to take the money back to China and get married, and others had families back home in China they were hoping to provide for. But, of course, not everyone found gold during the California gold rush. So, Lee says, Chinese immigrants ended up doing various manual labor jobs, things like mining and building railroads. But white laborers didn't like having to compete with Chinese workers for jobs. In 1877, anti-Chinese riots broke out in California cities, including San Francisco. July 23, 1877 was the critical day. It came to be known in police annals as Riot Night. That's from a 1960s KPIX TV documentary about San Francisco's Chinatown. A few years later, in 1882, Congress passed the Chinese Exclusion Act. It banned Chinese workers from entering the country. So many of those Chinese all of a sudden became illegal. That's Xiaobing Li again. They left California. Very few of them actually returned to China because they borrowed money, they made a promise. So they, they pushed out of California and moved to other states where offered some opportunity or some kind of safety. Remember, Oklahoma wasn't even a state at this point. It wouldn't become one until more than two decades after the Chinese Exclusion Act was passed. Lee says because of that, there was less immigration enforcement here. Without the statehood, there was no federal agents here. So you're, you're okay. You're safe here. You know, nobody sent you home or trace you around. He says the Chinese population in the area more than quadrupled from 1900 to 1920. But that 1920 number was still relatively small, about 250 people. Okay, so back to the tunnels. The first reference Gypsy and I could find to this so-called Chinese underground was in a newspaper article from 1921. Down a steep and winding flight of stairs at 14 South Robinson trailed the seven officers. Hey there, open up, called out James R. Lee, inspector. We are state health officers. That's Gypsy reading from it. The article says the state health department sent inspectors to dozens of Oklahoma City restaurants and rooming houses. Here's Larry Johnson from the library again. They had heard these stories that there were these um, chambers under the uh, Chinese restaurants. And since they were inspecting laundries and restaurants, they were going down and inspecting these rooms because they heard that people lived down there. The article describes what the inspectors found underground. A dozen connected caverns, each devoted to a particular instance of the Chinese triumvirate, eating, sleeping, or gambling. According to the newspaper report, at least 200 people were living in these underground spaces. The paper says the health inspectors issued a clean bill of health. From the grass mat-covered bunks which lined the several small sleeping rooms, 
and the one central sleeping and living room to the well-stocked kitchen. All were spick and span. They passed the exacting eye of Inspector Gilbert Harrison, who later Tuesday condemned many a white man's bunk. So the inspectors look through these supposed underground rooms for health violations, find nothing, and move on. I asked the state health department for the original inspection report from that time, so I could confirm all the stuff written in the article. But the records coordinator couldn't find it. After this 1921 story, the Chinese tunnels more or less disappear from newspaper accounts for a couple of decades, at least according to the research Gypsy and I did. But the rumors and urban legends keep circling. And then... In 1969, George Shirk, historian and past mayor of Oklahoma City, led an unusual expedition in search of a long-hidden Chinese city beneath downtown Oklahoma City. That's from a radio history series called the Oklahoma Image Project. George Shirk was mayor of Oklahoma City from 1964 to 1967. His nickname was Mr. Oklahoma History. So when he heard the rumors about the underground Chinese tunnels, he grabbed a flashlight, gathered a small group of people, and went looking for them. They had heard that they were down there, and Mayor Shirk wanted to go down and check it out, and they did. That's Bernice Argo. Her husband Jim actually went on that tunnel search with Shirk to take pictures. He was a photographer for the Oklahoma newspaper. But Jim passed away in September 2017, so we didn't get to talk to him for this story. According to a newspaper article from the time, Jim and Mayor Shirk and the others got underground by using a door at 12 South Robinson Avenue. That's right by where the Myriad Gardens and Cox Convention Center are today. Back then, though, neither of those places existed. In the 60s and 70s, Oklahoma City was in the middle of a big redevelopment project. Crews were tearing down lots of old buildings with the plan to basically completely redo the city. Square blocks of them. Were, were being vacated and demoed. That's John Dunning. It was just kind of an interesting time to be able to have your way with those buildings and go through any part of them you'd want. Dunning owns a record shop in Oklahoma City. He was a teenager when all of this was going on. He says all the empty buildings created a kind of urban playground. I went through the Huckins Hotel, the Herskowitz Building, the Cotton Exchange Building, the old City Hall Building. I'd get up in attics and crevices and basements, and I remember we'd take girls down there after dark and go through these buildings and scare them, maybe, you know, and just just had fun, just kid stuff. Dunning says he read a story in the paper about what Mayor Shirk's group found. What the explorers found was a very strange underground labyrinth of many rooms of various sizes, connected by narrow passageways. Some of the brick walls had Chinese writing on them, and newspaper editorial cartoons about China were displayed in what appeared to have been a living area. Other walls bore tabulations in Chinese, and some even had coat hooks. And in the corner of a large L-shaped room were a sink and an old stove, apparently used in connection with a laundry. The newspaper article said the rooms were about 25 feet wide. They'd been separated into smaller areas with pieces of wood and wallboard. Dunning says he wanted to see what all of it was about, so he went down there himself. Of course, there's no electricity in the building, so it was dark and kind of spooky, scary situation for a kid. But uh, I couldn't find tunnels per se, but, but there were, you know, like rooms and rooms, and maybe some would go into other buildings. 
And I would see a lot of Chinese writing on the walls. He says finding these connected underground rooms was definitely interesting, but he feels like it didn't quite live up to the hype. Kind of over-exaggerated, really. But it was, like I say, more of basements and parts of basements, not, not tunnels. You know, they weren't tunneling around. Bernice Argo agrees. She says her husband Jim, the one who went down to take pictures, never acted like he and Mayor Shirk had made some huge historically important discovery when they went underground. They weren't quite sure what, what to make of it. Was it really a Chinese laundry? Was it a place where they lived? And they couldn't find any evidence of, you know, any huge, gigantic, like, Chinese city being underneath the streets of Oklahoma City. That probably explains why Shirk, a.k.a. Mr. Oklahoma History, didn't write anything about the expedition in his journals from that year, and why he didn't make more of an effort to preserve or protect these tunnels in all of the city developments. The rooms Shirk found were reportedly demolished. So Gypsy and I wanted to know, what happened to those people who were supposedly living underground in the early 1900s? Xiaobing Li, the history professor, says there are several reasons some Chinese immigrants might have left Oklahoma. Some probably went to other states looking for better jobs. He says others went back to China to fight in the country's nationalist revolution. And then there was the family reason. Most of the immigrants were male, and some records show as few as 18 females in 1920. Very hard to find a girlfriend. Lee says some of the men left to find girlfriends or wives, and those that stayed often didn't have families or children. I reached out to the Asia Society of Oklahoma and several other groups to try to find someone who had a connection to the underground, but everyone I talked to had either only heard rumors or didn't know anything about it. So after all of this research, I called Gypsy and asked her, how she felt about the answer to her question. She says it's a sadder story than she was expecting. If I had started out as a young man and had gone to a foreign country with the idea that I would make a lot of money and be able to help my family back in China and return or either have family members come and join me and we would have a great new life, I don't see that having happened for him. Gypsy says she originally thought of the story in a more romantic way, imagining the underground with lots of drinking and gambling. I think we're all sort of drawn to the wild side, that sort of that whole forbidden fruit idea kind of thing where it sort of conjures up these people having, these ancestors of long ago having this great, party life, what we'd call party life today. And maybe that's why the story about a bustling underground Chinese city under Oklahoma City is still around. Jim, the photographer who went into the tunnels with Mayor Shirk, used to get annoyed when reporters called to ask him about it. His widow, Bernice, says he'd ask, why do people still care about this? It's just kind of one of those things that is out there, you know, like I say, an urban legend. And that as people talked about it, it just grew more fanciful. And it was kind of, you know, exciting to think about, I guess. Like most urban legends, she says, people added to and changed the story over time. So we'll probably never know exactly how extensive the tunnels were or how the Chinese immigrants felt about living in Oklahoma. But who knows? Maybe a future downtown construction project will uncover some hidden piece of history. Or someone will listen to this and share their story.
And that's it for this episode of How Curious, a podcast that explores your questions about the state we call home. The show is a production of KGOU Radio. It's produced by me, Claire Donnelly, and edited by Jacob McClelland. David Gray composed our theme music. Do you have a burning question about something in Oklahoma? Email us. Our email address is curious at kgou.org. And since this is the very first episode of How Curious, we need subscribers. And we need lots of them. You can subscribe to How Curious on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Claire Donnelly. Thanks for listening.